When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. The driver's seat. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And welcome to the driver's seat. My name is Nim Sazor, and as always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. It is the halfway point of the season. We're going to be giving you our mid-year report cards uh, on the driver's seat, so stay tuned for that one. But as always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can follow us on our socials at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, but before we get to our mid-year reports, we've got to get to our feature interview. It's all thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. And as always, if we're going to chat to this bloke, we've got to give him a bang-up intro. The Repco Bathurst 1000. Up the inside comes Holdsworth. Now, Holdsworth's been a very quick co-driver all week. And he's stalking our leader. And in fact, has a look down the inside. He's cleanly in there. Dalberto does not put up any resistance. And Lee Holdsworth skips through to the lead. Into Murray's corner now for the final time. Yeah, boy! Chaz Mostert, Lee Holdsworth, his first ever victory at Mount Panorama. Yes, it certainly was a holy grail moment when Lee Holdsworth and Chaz Mostert stood on the top step at Mount Panorama. And boys, you've seen a lot more Bathurst than I have. you got to admit, that was probably one of those ones where literally I reckon there wasn't a single person, fan or driver or team principal, that wasn't happy to see Lethal get that, uh, get that accolade. Oh, 100%. I mean, there's been drivers over the years and Lee is definitely one of them that, um, it, you know... You want your number one team to win. You want your favourite person. Like you know, if you if you're a Collingwood supporter, you want Collingwood to win. But if they can't win, you'll have to leave. Are they Collingwood go with supporters or something like that? <laughs> so uh, yeah, Lee was one of them. Glenn Seaton would have been another. Luke Yulden, you know, had you seen those guys uh, win one? Certainly, uh, uh, Luke did, and now Lee has. Glenn didn't, unfortunately. But yeah, I don't. I, there wasn't I, there wasn't a person up and down pit lane that um, that begrudged Lethal Lee. Uh, taking the trophy. It was very, very cool. You're not wrong, and he's back on the grid in the number 10 Ford Mustang for Grove Racing. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Lethal Lee Holdsworth. <laughs> hey, boys. Uh, appreciate the uh, the word. It's really <laughs> well, cool. And bring, yeah, bringing that, uh, that, that audio back just sends shivers down my spine all over again. <laughs> 
<laughs> and may lo- may it do that for a very long time because it, it, you know yeah, ultimately sure it mate will. it is it it's rarefied air when you stand on top of the the podium at the Bathurst One Thousand. It's so bloody hard to win. You gave it a really good crack and yeah. you did it. And as I say, I think everyone was really happy for you. And then more to the point, I think it set you up for what you're doing now, being able to mm. to slide into the into the Penrite car. Which, I mean, let's be fair. I think it really at the end of last year it was unexpected. But then boom, look at you now. Yeah, crazy, hey, crazy how things take a turn. And you know, last year was uh, probably one of the lowest points of my life for. Many reasons, um, you know, finishing up at the end of 2020 unexpectedly um, and then basically left without a job and, you know, wondering, scratching my head on what to do next because I just wasn't prepared. Towards the end of the year, things really started looking up for us. So um, it was just an incredible way to, to finish off a really shitty year. And uh, and then, yeah, things have taken a turn for, um, you know, massively for the better. Um, got asked for the, the Grove Racing or Penrite Racing drive this year full-time as a result of the Bathurst win. And, um, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, I also, you know, it was probably a bit of a kick in the ass to be honest, as well, last year having a year off um, to, to sort out my life outside of racing and got myself a job in the end uh, outside of motorsport, which is in commercial real estate, of all things. <laughs> so, uh, Bloody real estate yeah. agents, mate. There's nothing worse. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so if you boys are looking for any land to buy, I've uh, got some good industrial properties. Anyone listening? Um, I'll give it. I'll leave the boys with my number at the end. There's the hot tip. <laughs> well, if uh, I, see, I'm a residential real estate agent up here on the Gold Coast. Um, you you mate, can just... probably wear the gold chains too. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Open shirt, gold chains. Got yeah, a bit yeah. of swamp land if you want to buy it. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, mate. Very very quickly. So makes me yeah, even too. happier that you you've got this gig and and uh, 22 was sorted out for you. That's very cool. Yeah, it was just a, a you know you have those roller coaster rides in your life, and um, I guess it it came to a point where I just was just getting kicked in the guts. You know every. Um, yeah. Everywhere you turned, and I was looking for you know opportunities around, and it just they just weren't coming. Um, but then all of a sudden, the uh, the the world turned and um, and provided me some yeah. pretty bloody good opportunities. So I you, took them with both hands in the end. You stepped into a slot car uh, at Mount Panorama, Absolutely. a car that seemed like it could do no wrong in that car. Yeah. And yeah. we spoke about this up in Darwin, didn't we, Leroy, in the passing corridor <laughs> of the hotel? Mind you, yeah. it wasn't at 2 a.m. like it, we usually, you know, cross paths at. <laughs> <laughs> Me coming home and Leroy it going to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like you were saying, Stevie, it's, um, you know, what, what we were speaking about in Darwin, you don't get those opportunities very often in your racing career where you get a car that is just on song. And, uh, and and I got that at Bathurst with Chaz and straight out the gate, I thought, geez, it's like, this is our race to lose. Um, we just had the most incredible lead up to the race where, you know, we basically topped every session and um, we really, you know, we didn't, we didn't get cocky about it. Um, we knew that, you know, Chaz and I and the rest of the team have been around that place many times with good cars and it hasn't come off. So, um you know, you can't get ahead of yourself and you just got to keep your head in the game the whole time up until that last lap when you cross the cross the line and we were able to do that. But, 
yeah, what what a car. It was just the most amazing car to drive. And I enjoyed every single lap in that car. And it just gave you confidence to push. Um, you know, there was never a moment where I, I felt like I was close to putting it in the fence. Um, you know, it, but in saying that, you know, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say it was easy. It certainly wasn't easy. You still have to push it to the to the edge, um, but it just never felt like it was going to bite us. So, you know, that's why yeah. we were able to push so hard and get the speed out of it. So, mate, uh, speaking about that, up until last year, your your driving uh, and your driving style and everything had developed into a Tickford Mustang, right? So, to get mm. yourself mm. into um, that WAU Holden, I mean. Was there much that you needed to change? And you would have obviously drove that uh, previously at, at ride days and, and so forth and, and obviously yeah. co-driver sessions. Was it a lot different? Did you have to change a lot of stuff that, that you'd been teaching yourself for the, the previous two to three years? No, yeah, it, that was the strange thing for me was I was always a bit nervous about jumping into another car because, you know, when you go when you jump from team to team, um, which I've done a bit of throughout my career. It does take a little while to get your head around the car and the driving style and the you know their philosophy. Um, and but but when I jumped into this WAU car, uh, it, it felt like it felt like home. You know, it felt felt familiar and felt like yeah, you know, it was all natural to me the way you drove the thing. And I can only put that down to the way that I learnt to drive at Tickford. Um, which was a product of, you know, of, of the way that Chaz was setting the car up there. You know, we all uh, basically, you know, Chaz was the was the fastest driver there at Tickford when I was there um, for many years, and, uh, and and so we all sort of got told to drive. That's how you get the best out of the car. Um, so I had to change my driving style quite a bit, and by the end of my time at Tickford, you know, it became natural to me. Um, and uh, and jumping in the WAU car, the first time I drove it, straight out the gate, the first lap, I thought, Jesus, this thing's <laughs> this thing's exactly what I how I know how to drive. So, wow. um, yeah, it makes the job a lot easier when you you know when you don't have to change your style to suit the car. Um, the great man Dick Johnson once said to me, "All you get from looking backwards, Maddie, is a a sore neck." So let's <laughs> let's look forward. Into 22, you, you got the Grove Drive, which is which was awesome. I mean, when you walk into that place now, you see the money that's been spent, engineering that's going in there. Is the vibe around the team absolutely sensational? Do you think it's a, a holistic approach and, and change to the approach of their racing that's borne the results this year? I think that it comes down to the personnel and the, the mentality um, that the team have adopted um, and the belief, you know, and the belief comes from having team owners that uh, that are prepared to put in what it takes to to get to the top, um, and they've made it, you know, well publicly aware to everyone that that they're not in it to be runners up, um, and they're not going to stop until they're winning races and winning championships. And you know, everyone says that they want to do that, but are they prepared to, you know, actually do what it takes? Yeah. Um, there's not many teams I would say yes to about that, but the Groves are certainly, you know, team owners that are not going to stop. And, you know, with their businesses, they, they're they always the, 
the leader in their field, and uh, and I think they've taken that approach to the Grove Racing team as well. So, you know, they've gone out and got good people, um, but then there's still a lot of people within the team that have been there, you know, throughout the Kelly days and, you know, been there for the last 15 years. Um, but I feel like everyone's just stepping up every round and yeah. uh, when the results come, the belief comes as well and that just builds momentum. And, uh, you know, I think that, um, you know, it's not going to be long before the, you know, Penrite Racing will become a a front-running, consistent front-running team um, and challenging for championships. You just mentioned, you know, you've been uh, in... Well, you've been in the sport for a fair while and you would have had all those promises, you know, like, oh, mate, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, blah, 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 blah. And now that you're at Grove Racing and all this stuff that they're saying is actually happening, I mean, between you and Dave, I mean, who would have thought that it only took two rounds and then the AJP for you guys to both be standing on a podium? Like, that's pretty insane. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, crazy. I mean, at the start of the year, we had our goals were to be in the top six in the team's championship. Um and really, um, I mean, I, I don't think we set any expectations on where we wanted Dave and I to finish in the championship. Um, but I certainly had my goal of, you know, probably top, you know, I thought top 15 would have been a, a quite a good effort from where they'd come from last year. Um, but now, you know, I'm 12th in the championship and haven't really put it all together yet with the speed. Um, but I'd be disappointed with anything but a top 10 in the championship. So... Yeah. Um, and look at Dave, you know, he's top five in the championship, doing a great job. Uh, you know, he's, he, him and his engineer are working very well together. Um, but yes, it just came about so quickly. And uh, I think one of the main things is we, we've just, you know, you talk about money and all that st- sort of stuff, which goes a long way. But it's, it's more, you know, everyone's got very similar equipment out there. Um, and, you know, there's probably the only... A couple of percent between each team, uh, but that makes all the difference, you know. In terms of lap time, a percent is, you know, it can be a tenth or two around the track, um, yeah. and that's the difference between first or tenth. And um, so we, we just had to get the right philosophy with the car, and I believe that, you know, just simplifying everything has has put us in a good window, and. Um, and, and got us a better understanding of mm. our package because I think they were sort of all over the place last year with their mm. setups, trying to find, you know, find where they needed to be. And, yep. you know, the windows are so, so small these days <laughs> that if you change the, the rear right height by five mil, it can, you know, you can miss the target massively. Well out of the window. Um, it's yeah. all about fine-tuning these days. Yeah, and, and I guess, you know, from my perspective too, you know, the old saying, money doesn't buy happiness. And, uh, you know, just ask Gary Jacobson. Going back to <laughs> Bathurst, though, I want to talk about Bathurst, but this year, you're going back there, yeah. you're the defending champion. That must, A, A, feel pretty cool. But B, you know, the old band's been split up. You and Chazzy have gone different ways. You've got young Matty Campbell as your co-driver. Um, he's yeah. just been announced as obviously Big the... Big announcement. Massive, you know, one of the the top eight drivers at Porsche in, in their new LMBH program with um, Porsche Penske team just forming, which is very, very cool. I mean, um, 
you know, it must be good having someone like Matty. He's been there. He's been there with SVG. He's been there with quite a few people, Triple Eight. Yeah, got some experience. Got now. some experience there as well. Uh, he's been with, yeah, with, he's, with the old uh, the Kellys before too, wasn't he? Yep, yeah. yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But he's got yep. endurance experience as well. That's all he does nowadays. So that, that must give you some mm. confidence with him. You know, obviously, you know, unless you have someone from here that's almost full-time or doing Super 2 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's probably as good as you're going to get apart from having someone that's here driving them week in and week out. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm so stoked that I've got Matty Campbell. Um, yeah, I, yes, I had a great time with, with Chazzy. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, if you, like you say, if you want to have someone from overseas, um, you want someone that's driven the cars before and you want someone that's in... Uh, you know, endurance racing, I guess, and and someone that's familiar with the team. And Matty ticks all those those boxes. You know, he's been with I don't know how many years he's been with was with the Kellys, but he's certainly there last year. I believe it may have been the year before as well. But yeah. everything yeah. he's done, he's done well, and um, certainly deserves that that Porsche drive with Penske. He's done such a ripper job over there, and he's obviously was really impressive over here in Porsche and, and also in the supercar drives that he's done. Mm. So couldn't be happier having Maddie step in with me. Can't wait to get him over here. And, um, yeah, I'm sure he's going to do a, a good job. So and I think, you know, hopefully by then we've further improved the cars and we can have a real shot at, um, you know, or defending the <laughs> defending yeah. the Bathurst crown would be pretty cool. And I'd love to see – I'd love to see you go back to back. And, geez, I'd love to see Maddie Gamble. Uh, get a win as well. Now, what Lee, about Leroy passing Chaz with five to go? Oh, what about the yeah. last like, <laughs> most to tail? Like, like the Chaz. Yeah, oh, yeah, good with that be? Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be sensational. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, well, Chaz won't have anyone to keep him calm this year, you see? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all right. See, I, I, I control him. He's with Fabian. He's with Fabs. Oh, Fabs. Yeah, yeah right. Wow, that'll be interesting. We'll see how yeah. all that goes. They'll um, both be so busy doing their hair all week. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. See, there was no, either of there was no those... problem with me there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got exactly. to ask you a question, Lee, uh, because, uh, and I don't know whether it's, I, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask the question. And it's not because I'm trying to suck you into a an exclusive here on the driver's seat or anything, but we know yeah. or we believe we know that for 2022 you knew that this was probably going to be a one-year deal because the Groves have put a lot of faith in uh, Matt Payne, their Super 2 driver, is currently sitting second in the championship, mm. possibly was even going to take the drive for this year but then went out and hit everything but the safety car in his first <laughs> Super 2 drive. So uh, <laughs> maybe maybe wanted to give him another year in the, in the Super 2. What are we What are we thinking for you next year, Lee? I mean, uh, could, could the Groves expand out, grab another wreck, and run a three car team? Are you signed in there to mentor Matt and and be a co driver for the next few years? We've loved having you back full time this year, but are we likely to see you full time next year? That's an interesting question, and it's it's something that you know, I, I honestly can't answer at this stage. And I like you said, I, I came into this team um, with the Groves with a job to do and that was to fill a seat for 12 months, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, but also help develop the team, um, you know, help, uh, help get the team up further in the team's championship. 
and um, you know, I guess keep the damage down so that they can keep putting in the budget into the right areas. And um, yeah, uh, and, and I guess what happens at the end of the 12 months, um, I'm not too sure at this stage. It's, it's going to be a chat that I'll have soon with the Groves. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to stick around and just make up the numbers. You know, if 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 I'm performing, then yeah, sure, I'd love to be on the grid for 2023. But uh, I'm more than happy to. Um, you know, if I'm not running inside the top ten, um, you know, or you know, top ten in the championship, yeah, I'm more than happy to to step aside and give you know another young bloke an opportunity. Um, not just not just that pain, but you know, I'd love to see another guy come into the category, uh, another young guy, because you know us old blokes would take up a lot of seats in the category, and um, and I guess you know if you de- if if you're performing, you deserve a seat, um, but if you're not performing, like anyone, young or old, yep. um, yeah, you if go. you're not performing, then should be giving someone else an opportunity. And you've also ticked off like a fair few amount of goals, like a Bathurst win. You, you, you actually like if for whatever success that Grove Racing has in the future, I'm pretty sure they can pinpoint yeah. it down to day one for the contributions that both you and Dave have done, like today. So uh, it's a pretty good legacy to leave behind if if you weren't on the grid next year. Um, heaven forbid. Yeah, and no, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I, you know, putting in the hard yards this year, and um, and certainly at the start of the year, it was it was quite difficult um, and heaps of challenges. But I, I believe now that. We've, you know, as a team, we've turned that round and and we're on the up, and um, I think everyone's contributed to that. So, um, yeah, I guess I could leave pretty proud of what I've done in the sport and what I've done with Grove or Penrite Racing, uh, and you know, the fact that I've got that Bathurst win under my belt now is, you know, massive for me. Um, leaving the sport uh, satisfied with what I've done because if that hadn't happened, you know, I certainly yeah. wouldn't have been. Happy with uh, with my achievements in the sport. Hey, Leroy, we appreciate yeah. it, mate, uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing Thanks, you. Um, we look forward to seeing you at Townsville. Uh, yeah, go well there, mate. Your results speak for themselves. And like I said, it just looks like you're having so much fun. Uh, it's got, I guess it'd be hard to be in a team with Dave Reynolds and not have fun, though. But um... <laughs> uh, you just got to know how to take him. Don't take him seriously. <laughs> not far from the truth there, but uh, good stuff. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's always good to chat to you. Lee Holdsworth, our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Our mid-year report card, that is coming up next right here on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with The Driver's Seat app. It is available in the App Store. It is that time of the year where we dig mm. out this. It's time for The Driver's Seat Mid-Year Report Card. That's right. Mr. McKeldon and Mr. Johnson are in session. Present. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Up the back. Now, what we normally do is we check out... Uh, we, we In the past couple of years, we've done the top 10, you know, and gone through all those drivers. Mm. But, but we thought we'd cast the net out just a little bit wider because there has been a fair bit of change on the grid in 2020, uh, 2022. And let's yeah. face it, you know, we, we can always go, oh, Will Davo's great. 
B plus, SVG, A plus. So we just thought, let's let's go through the entire teams. Mm. Because there is a lot to say, and thanks to a certain top fuel championship owning team, uh, we've got a bit more to talk about when it comes to the rear of the grid. But let's start off. Now, after 18 races, we've got, um, we'll start off with the Blanchard Racing Team. Timmy Slade, the lone car uh, for the Blanchard Racing Team. team. Mm. Which is why they're towards the back end, because obviously he doesn't have anyone to consolidate points with. But uh, how do you reckon the boys, well, the boys, well, the boys and girls at Blanchard Racing have done in 2022, fellas? We go, do, do you want me to go first, Matthew? Yeah, you can go first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they are at the back, but obviously they've only got the one car that they're gathering points from. So, But if you look at Tim Slade's championship position, mm. he's P10. Yeah. So he's, they're actually Pretty doing – they've had a, a pretty rough run the last two weeks at Winton and at Darwin. Yes. But up until that point, they were probably one of the benchmark teams driving a Tickford-built car. Mm. And better than Tickford in some be, cases. Better than Tickford. So, um, oh, so Regularly better yeah. than Tickford. So I actually gave the Blanchard Racing team a B- minus. Oh, yeah, right. For their efforts – and that probably would have been maybe a standard B, even maybe a B plus, if it wasn't for the last two rounds. And typically, what are we, year six of doing this now? Year mm-hmm. six or seven. Typically, I'm a bit of a harder taskmaster, mm. I think, than you, Steve. I think historically we can say that. Mm. Um, I, I love the Blanchard team because uh, they are basically self-funded through their cool drive business. And often you find when someone is self-funded, they don't overly look the part or, you know, they don't really care because they're just doing it for themselves and all that kind of stuff. One of the things I love about the Blanchard team is that they look towards the top end of town in DJR in appearance and how they go about their racing and they're trying to emulate that. So I love the way they do it. If you go down to the back of the Blanchard pits or Cool Drive pits, they look sensational. So I love the way they go about their racing. They've been inconsistent the last couple of rounds and they really do need to find the sweet spot with that uh, Mustang for the rest of the year. So I'm going to give them a little bit, I'm a little harder than you, mate. C plus Mm. with a um, keep focusing, keep working hard. You will get there. (laughs) <laughs> no, that, that's. I reckon that's a fair assessment. Is that there. fair? Am I okay? I'm not being so bad. No, because look, they're, they're, like let's just say if they were up, like if we compare them to say Grove Racing, if they are up the front consistently, putting in top tens and stuff like that, yeah. then I think you can sort of you wouldn't say that that was a harsh sort of thing. But let's move on. Yeah, okay. We're going to talk about harsh. Premier Racing is up next. You got Oof. Chris Pither. Uh, whose best is P13 at the AGP. And then Gary Jacobson, who's not even in the seat anymore. I mean, where do we even start with this one? Who wants to who wants to tackle this one first? Right on, Matthew. You want me to kick off? All right, I'll kick this off. Um, this is the kid in class that has got all the talent, but just can't seem to get it together. These guys have got money. They've got, uh, they've got great sponsors. They've got a mega team owner that wants to put bucks and bucks and bucks in but they cannot get their tish together. And uh, uh, obviously now had the breakup with uh, Nice Gary mm-hmm. um, with the team. And now, so I look, I, I'm giving Nothing for the old Garrity. Yeah, nothing for the old Garrity, unfortunately. Mm. I'm giving Premier Racing a D. The D. Must do, they get in the D. Mm. Must do better. 
Oaks. I don't think yes. you, you could really argue with that one. What about you, Stevie? Yeah, and I'm the same, actually. I'm, you know, I'm giving them the big D. Oh. Two Ds. Two Ds. <laughs> in some cases, you'd think that was good, but not in this case. <laughs> some folks might think that's fabulous. Uh, yeah. But, uh, no, and yeah. Matty's right because Pete, clearly Pete runs a, a very good operation yep. in his in the drag side of things. Yep. This is very new to him. I, th- I think that they're going to get there. Yes, so do I. Um, I think that it's not a techno, John O'Webb, no interest cutting anymore, corners, cutting no corners, no and, money uh, into no, the cars no, it's not that. thing. That's not that. You know, they've spent a lot of money on those cars, uh, up from what I hear, up to a million dollars. Yes. On the, on the upgrade of those cars. Getting a lickety split. Yep. Um, I think they'll get there, but I just think it's just not gelling at the moment. I think no. that they're, they're finding it hard to get personnel, good yeah. personnel. They've got some good personnel. Yes. But they still need, they need like a couchy there. You know, like you see how uh, the Groves have changed that team totally. around and, yep. and yeah they were able to get the right people there and, and well money and people absolutely. they've got money they just yep. need a they need people they need people if if they were a student nimsy they would you would almost say would benefit from a tutor <laughs> yes yes <laughs> i think that's currently a d sounds like my daughter yeah. that's that's Aww. probably that's what? probably she a, would benefit from a tutor she, well actually yes so would my eldest stepdaughter mm. for english Happy birthday to Lacey for tomorrow too. Fourteen. I tell you, fourteen. You yeah. boys are, are giving me a, a great incentive to not have children, but um, we'll, <laughs> we'll push on. Um, no, don't. They're the best things ever. Yeah, they're great, yeah. Nimsy. Come up and yeah, and we'll you can let look, you, you hang can look out after with them. our kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you can have all of our. Nights. Yeah, my, you can have my two teenage girls and Stevie's teenage girl. I'll pass. Um, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> we'll we'll push on. Three girls together. Anyway. Nimsy would go back to Sri Lanka. It would. <laughs> Would. Where, he would, where he would be treated as a celebrity because he's Sri Lanka's number one motorsport expert. Oh, that's right. He, the fastest thing on three wheels over there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> now let's have a look. Right. Let's have a look at Matt Stone Racing. Matt Stone Racing. Uh, because Truck Assist Racing, they've they had a big rebrand over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've spoken to to Matty Stone, and we know how passionate those guys are. And they have actually surprised a lot of people and turned a lot of lot of heads this year because yep. we saw times where Jack LeBrock was leading. They have uh, Todd Hazelwood's been in you know contention for podiums, but that's the thing. They've done it by taking risks, and they haven't quite paid off. If that makes sense, don't you agree? Yep. Yeah, but but I just it's been a bit too flash in the panty for me. I think they've the speed, the yeah, just the results. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I love what yeah. they're doing off the track. You know, we oh, commented, yeah. Maddie, on how good their team looks and Best their branding pits in supercars at the moment, out you the know? back anyway. Yeah, and I think they do a great job there. I just think that on track they're just a little bit, a bit hit and miss at the moment. Um, you know, they've got a couple of good young drivers. They're doing well, and and they don't seem to be able to convert a lot of the time when they qualify well. well. Yeah. Um, you know, hence the reason why you've got them in P14 and P18 yep. in the championship. So, I've given them a C minus, Matthew. I've given them a C. I've given them a C. Yeah, oh I, 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 I think they're markedly better than the ones we've given a D because they do get up into that top ten. Strategy, if they play it right, works in their favour. They've got good car speed without having lightning car speed, and I think that's an improvement from where they were last year. They've got continuity with commercially now. Um, they've got two older drivers rather than the junior burgers they had last year. But they should be doing better. So, I, But but they have come up from where they were last mm. year. So I'm going to give them a yeah. C. Yeah, I'd agree with that one. Um, 
Let's move up uh, to Team 18. This is a really this is really a case of the penthouse and the outhouse because if you were Scotty Pye in 2022, you must be like, how many mirrors have I broken or black cats have I crossed paths with? Because Team 18, now the best has been a P5 for Mark Winterbottom in Darwin and for Scotty Pye when he hasn't been pushed into a fence or had his car returned to the pits on a truck. It's been a P4 at the AGP. What's... What do they have to do at Team 18? Because we, we spoke to Lee Holdsworth before and he was sort of saying how, you know, he's been at teams before where they've promised everything and this and that and it just doesn't seem to be going. You put your heart and soul into stuff. I don't think that anyone out there can say that Mark Winterbottom and Scott Pye aren't giving it 110% when they go out there. I think they are two of the most patient drivers on the grid, to be quite frank. I think one of the things that, Team 18 suffer from is a lack of continuity and consistency in the engine room, in the in the engineering department. Let's or, just call it leadership. That? Yes, leadership let's of that team call it is leadership. Crap. <laughs> let's just say that. I think they would benefit from a good long term relationship with some of their employees. To be quite frank, and I, mate, I'm I'm giving them a C again. They got they they got good money on uh, Frosty's car. Probably not great money for 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 Shepherd's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I think pizza it's pizza or now. Pizza, pizza now. Pizza, 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 pizza. pizza pie. Um, yeah, I think those boys are bloody patient. Yeah, uh, sticking with that team at the moment. They are for what they've got. I think they're in more trouble than the early settlers, and I'm giving them a C. That's one of Dad's sayings, though. More trouble than the early settlers. Yeah, and he also says more trouble than Flash Gordon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about Stevie? Team As Queen a- said, Flash. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so I agree with everything that you've said there, Matthew. Yes. Um, lack of leadership. Yep. Lack of direction from the top. Uh, I'm going to give him a D. It's you a bit. Love r- this part. You I'm, love this part. I'm going to give him a D. <laughs> but look, look, no, look, it's a bit. But it's this is a, this is the thing though. Big like D. Big D is giving them a D. I I do feel sorry for Frosty because he because when he left Tickford he had a whole bunch of you know oh, optimism and big promises made a lot of promises and stuff like that yeah. and there were signs yeah. uh, like that um, the pole position at Simmons Plains was you know one yeah. little light yeah. that has been and now uh, I, I wonder if he sort of thinks and looks at what Cam Waters is doing at Tickford and just sort of goes I don't know. Should I have, should I? Oh, I think a lot of people will go through. I mean, I think genuinely yeah. a lot of people will go through that with their career. But, yeah. you know, what I, what, I, I do you, feel sorry for the drivers, though, man. Like totally. Scotty that's what I mean. Yeah. And Patient Mark boys are doing a ripper job. I think they're driving well. Yep. They're getting whatever they can. Scott's been in the wrong place at the wrong time, unfortunately. Yes. Um, bit of a career thing. A bit of a, like I was going to say, yeah. He's, he's good for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. He could but, get a trophy. From you that. know, so so my reflection on the grade has not really got anything to do with those two guys. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, let's have a quick look at um, Brad Jones Racing now before we take a quick break. Uh, BJR, a four-car team. Currently, Andre Heimgartner sits P9 in the championship with two podiums, a P3 at Winton and Perth. Everyone else is sort of there and thereabouts. Mac has shown some good pace at the AGP. Bryce Fullwood, who... Really, really struggled uh, to sort of unlock that package, and Jack Smith is doing Jack Smith things, but he's he's been he's, <laughs> that that sounded harsh, but but you know what I mean. Like he, I I will say this: he's he's done a lot better than his first two seasons with the team. Wouldn't you agree? He has. Well, I think he has, and and 
I actually know a little bit of behind the scenes stuff there because Not obviously, hard. yeah. But Paul Forgey, yeah. who engineers Jet, who yeah. engineers Jack, mm-hmm. so I get a bit of the inside gloss of why he's there or what's happened. Um, and you know, bar for a couple, a little mistake over the back of the circuit on Sunday, uh, he should have been uh, probably in the top, close to the top ten. So it's Does I know he get a bit he, of the fourth still, caritis. Well, I don't do believe so. Okay. I don't believe so. Okay. But it was still, I mean, it would still be hard if you've got two things that you've developed or, you know, to, to then want to make it for the other two cars. You know and let's I mean? be fair. We're going to expand on this. Let's be fair. His car will not get all the new stuff straight up. No, but BJR no as a whole is not performing. Correct. As an entity. Andre's yep. the only one Andre's getting some the, results yeah. out Hair of dryer that. is the only one that you can... Probably expect to be in the top ten. Yep. Um, uh, Bryce was know, a bit better in Darwin, a little bit better in Darwin yeah. than he has been. Yeah. Oh, look, uh, and look, we spent a lot of time with Brad Jones mm. over the weekend. We obviously have a, a, a relationship through Kubota with Brad Jones, but that doesn't mean like if my kids come home with a bad school report or they're inconsistent, I'm going to give them a bit of a you know flogging. I can tell you the Kubota um, people it, that we were with up there, Matt. Mm. Um, they were a bit deflated seeing mm. where the Kubota car was running. They were. And it took you and I <laughs> as much effort as we possibly <laughs> humanly had in our bodies to keep yes. everyone positive. Mm. Fair tap dancing up there on the weekend. <laughs> um, oh, look, oh, 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 Brad Jones for me is absolutely, utterly underperforming this year. So what would you give him as a grade? Um, oh, I gave him a C minus. Because yep. one out of four is not good enough. You can have Shane Ward on your team, but if the rest of the other players in your team are not, and, I, and when I mean, Players, I don't just mean drivers. I mean drivers, crew, commercial, all that kind of stuff. When when all of them aren't gelling, you can't just rely on the one superstar sort of on one, on Warney to win your team's championship. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think they need a big internal review at BJR because Macaulay, Bryce, and Jack utterly inconsistent this year. So C minus. Yep. Stevie. And I'm the same, mate. C minus. I agree exactly what you have said there, Matt. There you go. So that sort of takes care of that end of town. Uh, We'll take a quick pause for the cause here on the driver's seat and have a look, as Scaifey would say, the top end of town. That's up next (laughs) on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter shaping and building australia together this is the driver's seat we do it thanks to kubota together we are shaping and building australia it's the all-new driver's seat app available now in the app store with podcasts interviews news and videos it is a must for all a motorsport fans uh, we're at the halfway point in the year and we're doing this it's time for the driver's seat mid-year report card Just looking at the uh, the grid so far, we're grading teams this year and we're at the top end of town at the moment. And after 18 races, Erebus Motorsport, they sit P6 at the moment in the team's championship, which isn't too bad for a second-year rookie team, wouldn't you say? Um... Do you reckon that actually, I'll, I'll rephrase that, do you reckon they're underperforming compared to what we saw from last year? Yep. Yeah, 100% I do. And when you think that we had two rookie drivers, if you, if you cast your mind back to this time last year, Stephen Nimby, we were going, at the start of the year, we were like, geez, two two junior burgers. Boy, oh boy, after you've had Reynolds in there and all that kind of stuff, oh man, this is going to take a while. And they came out and blazed off beautifully. And now, and, and to the point where even Barry said, ha ha, see, 
Told you so. Whereas this year, mate, I, I, you get the odd bit of speed out of Will. They're still making mistakes in pit lane. Mm-hmm. Brody's been nowhere near as prevalent at the front this year as he was last year. Yeah. So I, I don't think they're having a very good year at all. And I think they'd be very disappointed with six in the team's championship. I'm giving them a C, mate. I'm giving them a C. Yeah. I, they have disappointed me, I must admit. I expected a lot more yeah. from them. Yeah. I expected much more, to be fair. And... I don't like to be disappointed, Matthew, so I'm giving them a C minus. A C minus. Oh, a minus. C minus. It's only one slightly lower than what you've given them. I know. know, But I I expected them to be a B minus this year. I expected them to be a solid B. With their, well, at least, sorry, at least a B minus. With with what they started with last year and how they developed those guys. But it just hasn't, it's like it hasn't kicked on. You know, like they haven't totally as a team and the results haven't kicked on. So I think, um, you know, C minus for me is where they're at because they should be doing much better in my eyes. And funded. They've got funding. They've got funding. They've got all the tools. So, yep, I agree. Speaking of uh, people that should be doing a lot better, let's move to Walkinshaw and Dreddy United oh. uh, because this is uh, this is kind of like a case of Brad Jones racing, but at the top end of the uh of the garages because you've got Chaz Mostert who is doing some tremendous stuff at the moment. He had the orange numbers on his car at the start of the year, which was a first for him. And there was with the signing of Nick Perkout after he (laughs) re-signed. Barry. Hey, Baz. Barry Bozo, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But um, you got to say, like, this has, I reckon Ryan Walkinshaw, when he, he wasn't expecting to go into Townsville this far down the team's championship, nope, do you reckon? No, 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 no. Okay, so let me set the scene. If I'm a teacher, I'm calling Mr. and Mrs. Walkinshaw in for a parent-teacher conference. Okay. And I'm going to say, Mr. and Mrs. Walkinshaw, is there something going on at home? Because last year your students were sensational. They won Bathurst. They won the big prize. We've come into this year and, you know, performances have dropped. Is there something happening at home, Mr. and Mrs. Walkinshaw? Um, uh, this, this for me, boys, is the most disappointing team in pit lane for, for this year, for me. All the potential in the world. We know Chaz is red hot. We've got Shippy McPherson in there from an engineering point of view. Nick gets pinched over there, expecting big things. Adrian Bora. Adam DeBora. Adam DeBora, sorry. Yeah. They've, got, they've got good money, and I, they just have not put it together. Chaz has been the leading light, but probably a little bit inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Very okay. Well, very inconsistent, and um, the listeners of the driver's seat will be happy to know that after Darwin, Nick Perkat rang me. <laughs> we had a really good chat. All about friends stuff. now. Or well, in fact, he was absolutely surprised that I thought we may not be. He said, "Nah, mate, it's nothing to do with you. It was someone from Auto Action that really upset me." Um, so, uh, look, he's, uh, yeah, look, he, he's, he's, he's actually in a pretty good space, even though the car's a bit inconsistent and he feels that, that, um, it will get better, but yeah, welcome sure. Sorry guys. You, you've disappointed me a little bit. C plus. Mm. Mm. Um, I think you? I seem to be the hard task mark or the hard That's marker right. here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, um, I've given them a C. Wow. Okay. Because how can you go from Bathurst? Yep. Winning Bathurst, clearly having the the fastest car there by a country mile. As Lee said, it was as a Lee jet. just said. He said it was one of those one in a million times yeah. that you have a car that's that good in your Did career. Everything. 
Um, and obviously, Wing Cup had that seven times in his career. Um, but um, to to be qualifying second last and last in Perth yeah. on pace, not on bad luck yeah. or red flags or strategy or, or missed strategy opportunities on, on pace. pace, you know, and they weren't Great. that much better at Tasmania until they got it in the end. You know, the last race they had a podium in the end, but they were struggle street down there. Yep. They're just too yo-yo-y for me. So yep. I gave them a C, a bang on C in the middle. Yeah, uh, I think you're right because one minute you think, oh, we've unlocked it. The next minute they're just paying nowhere. Bow, bow. Yep. It's, yeah, yo-yoing is probably the best way to sort of describe it. Very much. Good good terminology there. Yo-yoing too much for mine. As we have a look at P4 in the team championship within the top five, Grove Racing. Now, these guys um, from the ashes of Kelly Grove Racing, uh, the team in Brayside is doing some fantastic jobs at the moment. Um, Lee Holdsworth, seven top tens. Uh, a podium at the Australian Grand Prix back in March. David Reynolds, though, he he's he's having a hell of a career renaissance at the moment. Six podiums, 12 top tens out of 18 races. Oh, oh. Uh, what, what do you say about these boys? <laughs> if I were their schoolmaster and I was writing on their report card, Steve Johnson, uh, I would write very, very pleased the hard work is paying off. Well done, Grove Racing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a very well-deserved B. There you go. Because uh, where they've come from, yeah. I think they've done very, very well. Yep. 100%. And they've, they've kicked the right goals. They've moved the right chess pieces. Yep. They've spent the money and got the, re- the, the, the required result from their backing of their team and their team personnel, which results are showing on track. And I've given them a B as well, Matthew. Can I say, very good. Can I say, when we have, we often see this, when we have a very successful business person roll into a team and apply very sound business practices, often a team will come forward. A race team is no different to any other businesses. As you rightly said, Nimsy, they've put the right piece, the pieces in the puzzle. They've put money where it needs to be. Often, race drivers do not make the best business people. We know that. There's countless times throughout history we've seen that. I think this is another case of a very successful businessman in Stephen Grove coming in and treating this team like a business, applying assets and resources where needs be, pairing it with talent, and we've got to be. Yep. And they're, they're only looking like they're just going to get better and better as the year goes on. Uh, punching above, I think. Pu- definitely punching above what we expected it this early. I, I think oh, totally. I think the hard work's paying off. And this isn't a shot at the Kellys, but I actually reckon that they have got more success in the one year than Kelly Racing have had with all the Mustang. Like the to entire time they had a Mustang package. Back to my point. Yeah. Race drivers do not always make good race team owners. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, let's move on to Tickford Racing here. Um, oh. Oh, <laughs> Matthew, why are you groaning? Look, we'll, 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 I'm going to go first here, Nimsy. All right. Well, well, look, let's look at the four-card team here. Thomas Randall, uh, currently P22 in the championship, a best of P11 at the AGP. Jake Kostecki had a pretty good outing at Darwin, finishing P8 in one of the races. James Courtney had a low, uh, a, a lowly podium, the lone podium, sorry. And the only reason that he got P2 is because SVG didn't know that he wasn't the leader at the time, which is quite yeah. funny. 
And uh, then we've got uh, Cameron Waters, who's clearly the head and shoulders above the rest of his teammates with three wins, seven podiums, and 14 out of 18 top 10 finishes. Do you want to start this one off, Stevie? I'll start it off, mate. Uh, C plus for me. It's definitely underperforming, I think, for, I guess, uh, for what they are and what we expect them to be. Um, they're definitely underperforming, you know, um, and I'm sure uh, Tim can, you know, obviously he's got some comments on my uh, on my uh, C plus rating there, Nimsy. What do you think? Oh, look, I think he might. So let's let's see what he's got to say. What do you think? Total bullshit. It's bullshit. All right, can't add much more to that. Yep. Oh shit! <laughs> Did I say shit? Sorry. One Larko. <laughs> Larko. I don't think it is, Tim. No. C plus for me. That's that's as yep. good as they're going to get out of me today, tonight. I think it is well documented how I feel about Tickford. I'm giving them a C. They cannot just rely on Cam Waters, who's sitting P3 in the championship right now, to be able to underpin that team. Mm. They just can't. And uh, here we are again, another year, and an underperforming Tickford. So you get a C. So and that's as much for the Tim and everybody else. You get a C, Tim. Work harder. So put it Do as, something. Look, make a change. The only teams to have got a B or above uh, has been Grove Racing and um, Blanchard Racing Team with a B-. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has just yep. been very much underperforming this year. As we... Well, we're going to ask We're going to ask. It would be a different you, story if, if we were doing driver to driver. Oh, totally different. Mm. But, but we're talking we're team a, here. We're talking team. Yeah, yeah, we're talking yeah. everything. Yep. At the end of this, Nimsy, we are going to ask, I'm going to ask Steve Agnor, and I'm going to ask you for one word to describe many of the teams in this year's championship, and I'll be interested to see what you say. Okay. One word. Okay. Just just FYI, Cam Waters, I just, just going off one driver here, Cam Waters is not a C-plus rated driver in my eyes this year. Totally agree. He's way higher. Absolutely. Well, he's third in the championship. Way higher. Behind SVG and yep. uh, Anton de Pasquale. And yep. he's the only bloke that's actually, and we're even talking guys like Will Davo as well, who've got a ton of experience that are up the front yep. that just don't seem to go, oh, there's Shane behind me. As no. you were. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. He is not a door opener, is our camp. Mm. He's a throw the elbows. So, uh, yeah, anyway, gets a C. Yep frustratingly gets a C. Mm. I'd love to give Tickford an A or a B. I really would because it would mean they're competitive and consistent, but you gets a C. All right, let's have a look at uh, Triple Eight Race Engineering who are in P2 in the Teams Championship at the moment after Darwin uh, when Shane Van Gisbergen had a rare off day at the office. But um, SVG, the clear leader at the moment, nine wins, 14 podiums, 16 out of 18 top 10 finishes. And Brock Feeney, who by all intents and purposes is really sort of, you want to talk about a kid that stepped into a pressure cooker. I mean, he's totally. literally steps into the car of one of the greatest of all times and backs it up with a podium at Tasmania and just his second round mm. as a full-time driver and 12 out of 18 top 10s. I mean, Steve, I'll start off with you because you actually did a, when, when um, Brock won the Super 3 Championship, uh, he did a, you did a bit of work with him, uh, didn't you? Didn't he do, didn't he do a couple of tests? <laughs> he, well, he, did, he did a little test with DJR, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, it was DJR Team Penske then, wasn't it, I mm-hmm. think? Yeah. Yes, it would have been. Would have been. Or, or, Super yeah. 3, it would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. so Brock drove the same car as I did and, and it was almost sort of like 
what happened recently with DJR, with they had the young driver test with Jet was there, Kai Allen, Tom Sargent. So it was it was a similar sort of thing. But the old bloke, he was in the car with Brock Feeney, and the old bloke was quicker than Brock Feeney. Did you give him a smoke? Did, yeah. did, did you smoke the kids? I just smoked the little kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, no, you know, uh, poor little fella didn't have didn't have a fair suck of the salve, did he? Like it was, <laughs> he was, he was, he was sitting in a bathtub that fit my fat ass in it. All right, and six foot back from the steering yeah, wheel. Yeah, poor he's a bugger. jockey. <laughs> So he wasn't overly comfortable. Did, did I care? No. No. See you, mate. <laughs> and really, we're sitting in here talking about supercars and he's seventh in the championship. Yeah, exactly. Who won that argument? Yeah. <laughs> but but that's the thing. Well, well, I can say sitting here that I've been seventh in or seven, better in the championship. In 17 years, we'll see where if Brock's still running. Yeah. But let's put so, it that way. So Brock has clearly um, outshone, I guess, all expectations that uh, – it, the high expectations that people have already had for him, but um, yeah, Triple Eight as a team, how do we how do we uh, sort of rate them at the moment? Uh, I've rated them an A minus, hmm. and only the little minus comes into effect because of a few little mistakes that they yeah. do make still yep. in the pits, and and that's when somebody, whether it be Cam Waters, whether it be one of the DJR boys. When those teams put them under a bit of pressure strategy-wise or they're a little bit quicker or ahead of them on the yep. road, they seem to Can make that crack. little – they just have a little crack, yep. you know. And, yep. and and Shane probably would have won the race on Saturday in Darwin if it wasn't for that left rear tyre mistake. Yep. I mean, they they had both right side tyres changed before the left rear went on. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just still creeping in. You can still see a little bit of um, inconsistency in their off-track stuff, okay? Not so much on track but yep. off-track. Is that a management thing with JW in the chair? Oh, I don't think you so. Think? No, they, they, were, they made it's, them It's not a leading too. question. It is a genuine question. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. No, I, think, I don't okay. think so. All right. I'm going to give him an A. Nimsy, I'm going to give him an A, but I'm going to give a gold star to Brock Feeney. You know when you're in a kid and you'd get a you'd get a little gold star on your Off the sheet, box, yeah. And off just... the sheet, <laughs> yep. That's, or an elephant stamp or mm-hmm. something like that. I'm going to give Brock that because he's seventh in the championship. He is a rookie, clearly talented, jumped into a pressure cooker, as you rightly said, Nimsy, but isn't running off the road, isn't bashing into people, isn't making mistakes, isn't letting the pressure get to him. He's going about the business of learning main game supercar. He's being pretty good for what he is, and he's seventh in the championship in front of some big names like Winterbottom, Courtney, uh, Percat, LeBrock, guys that have been in here a lot longer, and so I'm giving him just a little elephant stamp and a pat on the head as he leaves. He's in the front of room. the other guys that were newbies last year, Brody Kostecki and Will Brown. in front of them. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, we're halfway through there. Let's yeah. see where he ends yeah. up. But up until this point, I think he's been good. He hasn't yep. been bashing in or hurting the car. Absolutely. And he's good. held his own. They tried to rough him up at the start of the yep. year. Yeah, yep. And he's and held his own. Let's be fair. When it comes to ears, he's got a fair set of flappers. So it wouldn't be hard to box his ears a little bit. And he hasn't let it happen. He's been pretty good. He's got a touch of the Grices about him, hasn't he? Alan Grice has got a fair set of Dumbos on him. No relation there? Just checking. <laughs> no, no relation. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right. All right, just checking. Onwards. Uh, let's look at Dick Johnson Racing now. <laughs> um, they're currently number one in the team's championship at the moment. Anton Di Pasquale, uh, P2 in the championship. Will Davison, P4. 
Uh, 16 top 10s for Anton, 13 for Will. So they're always up the front. Eight podiums for Anton, nine for Will. But just one win apiece for both lads. Darwin uh, recently for Anton and Will had his breakthrough in Mm. Perth. Uh, We'll start off with you, Matty. Uh, I'm giving him an A. Not an A plus, not an A minus. They're better than an A minus. What did you give Triple A? A. Okay. I think you need to be absolutely dominant to be an A plus, and yep. no team right now is dominant. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. seeing different teams win, so I'm going to give them an A. And uh, a question for you, Steve Johnson: Will Davidson has now done Davidson, Davidson has now done 500 races mm-hmm. at his 500 in Darwin. Like Craig Lowndes for about the first seven years of his career, we called him the kid. Can we now call Will Davison the veteran of supercars? Whoa. 500. Does that, does that allow a veteran tag? Oh, I reckon it does. Surely. I too. Yeah, I think Nimsy, it does. Put that on the I'd, whiteboard. I'd in say. The back of the studio there. Will the veteran Davison. I'd say we could, but um. So Stevie, what about you? What what do you give DJR? I've given. Uh, you actually didn't. You didn't give any explanation. Yeah. Did I you? just said A. No, I said you need to be dominant to be an A plus. Y- yeah, yeah. And he's, yeah. And, and DJR's not. No, dominant. I agree. I no, agree. I think so. They're an A because they're not making any mistakes, and and you've got two in the top four. Yeah, for me, same same goes. I, I've yeah. given them an A, not an A plus, because yep. there has been mistakes in yep. the pits. There yep. has been mistakes yep. off track. Yep. Um, I liked the way they obviously flagged their performance in Winton was very poor, and they were very vocal about that in the media. Yep, and said that we need to do better. And they came out in Darwin, and they were well and truly on the front foot, like one of the fastest. In or, or right near the front in each session, apart from the first session, we looked at them and went, Oh, what's going on? Or you looked at me, What's going yeah. on? They said, No, mate, they would have been it's just tires. doing race runs yep. and then not put tyres on, yep. and that's exactly yep. the way it was. But from P2 onwards, they're at the front. And Will Davison, I want to give him, uh, I'd like to give him a gold star to be fair because yep. just his performance, you know, I think people are not expecting, even though the conversion rate from from poles to wins isn't there at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I think that will yeah. come. Um, but, and I think that he had a fast enough car to win convincingly on Darwin, but he just, you know, he just didn't get the starts. And yet still not confirmed in that chair for next year with young Will Brown. Yeah. Loading mm. up the blowtorch. Well, that well is it's going to be for the veteran. It is going to be hard. Like, it's going to be very, very hard to be able to kick somebody out when they're doing as well as what he is. So I'd hate to be in the position of, Dick Johnson and Ryan Story at the moment because they got a, a fair decision to make. Well, that wraps up our mid-season report card. We'll take a quick pause for the cause and wrap it all up here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Almost time to wrap it up here on the driver's seat. And remember, you can follow us on our socials at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us messages anytime you want, which is what Mo from Warrigal did. Uh, he said, hey, guys, long-time listener, first-time caller. Well played. <laughs> I have a tech question I've always been curious about. When drivers adjust brake bias during a lap from corner to corner, are the cars set up with preset brake bias and they adjust it between two or three settings, or is it hugely adjustable on the fly? It never looks like they're being precise with the adjustment, just throwing the bias around. Easily the best motorsport show each week. Cheers, Mo from Warrigal. Thank you for that, Mo. Oh, 
Mo, you can Thank stay. You, Mo. And just before you answer this, Stevie J, because this is really in your wheelhouse, what we mean by brake bias is moving the uh, majority of the brake pressure either to the front or to the rear. Mm. You can move in a supercar, brake pressure more to the front or to the rear. After you, Steve. At the moment, it sounds like your brake pressure is definitely to the front, Matthew. <laughs> Very much at the front. Sick again. Sick What's again. going on? Um, Mo, I just want to let you know, no, they are not just fly-by-wiring it and, and throwing it wherever they like. Um, you will see there is a few different ways that they do adjust. The Triple Eight have got a little lever there where they got like a clicker forward where it just pushes the lever forward and, and you'll see Shane go two or three jolts forward, it always returns back to the centre position. Um, or you see someone like DJR where there's a big lever, which is very much similar to WAU, where the lever just literally is on like a like a quarter. It goes a quarter distance. So from forward all the way back, um, and you can stop it anywhere in, in the middle. Um, they are working to a number. There is a number on the dashboard that tells them where the uh, brake bias adjuster ah, is, and right. it's set. So they will have already in their head the optimum brake um, on a new tyre yep. number per corner and then an optimum brake number for an older used tyre if it's starting to slide around a bit per mm. corner. So, uh, for instance, the old-style brake knob where you used to turn it sort of one turn clockwise towards the front or whatever, um, which, you know, is a fair fair adjustment, one or two turns to the front is a fair adjustment. Um, and it depends on what the way it's set up is how much pressure gets moved. But um, moving the lever, say, in the DJR car or the WAU car from all the way forward to all the way back is almost like turning that knob five times. Wow. So wow. it's big. And every click with Shane... I think it's almost like a half to three quarters of a turn. Right. So it's a big adjustment. It's a much bigger adjustment than what we used to see. So they're more always exacting. Work- I would have thought than just turning a wheel. It's exactly it's yeah. way more exacting. Correct, correct, and um, more, way more accurate. So they're working to a number. They they'll move the lever, uh, you know, from full back to halfway or quarter of the way up or halfway or three quarters away, um, and then Shane will or Brock will. Pull the lever. Same with um, the Premier High cars. Same yeah. thing. They're a triple eight yeah. car, um, and they will adjust that bias per corner. You know, the say the, the number. Pull the number out of your hat. It might be seven point zero for turn one. Then turn three, it might be four point two, which is more if zero's more towards the back. Then for turn four or six, it might be eight point five. You know, so they're working to that number on the dash to make sure they get optimum braking per corner. So very quickly, because we've got to, we've got to bug out of here, but we don't see the anti-roll bar adjustments much anymore. It's more all brake mm-hmm. bias. Where are the anti-adjustments? Where are the roll bar adjustments? Oh, they're there. They do move them, but not that often. Yeah, right. Brake bias is more important. Don't forget, next year, no, brake, uh, no anti-roll bar levers at all. Nope. It's literally, and no quick brake bias levers. It's literally back to the knob, turning the knob. So uh, (laughs) it's going to be very interesting to see how it all turns out. Nothing like turning the knob at 190k. It'll it'll be the red knob. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that seems like a good enough time to say goodbye for that one. Let's finish on that, shall we? A big thank you to Lee Holdsworth for jumping aboard the show. We'll see you uh, regular time next week on the driver's seat. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto. Don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty.
Trex, the world's number one decking brand.